Hello, classmates, and welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class, Gavin Chatter Edition for Saturday, November 6th, 2021. I'm your host for today, Joseph. I'm Tyler. And I'm Peter. And on this episode, The Rock is not Santa, Will Smith hates <laughs> success, and Dave Chappelle embraces being canceled. Also, Wonder Woman is playing a Disney witch, and the Mario movie already has a stoner sequel. Plus, Chris Pratt hates Mondays, Batman is a serial killer, and we answer the age-old question, what is a rock with no guns? A lot of questions in there. Yeah, I'm excited I'm excited to talk about uh, Super Mario Brothers stoner sequel. Two rocks in this uh two rock stories in this uh oh yeah episode <laughs> rock facts oh well, I mean, he's ev- yeah he, he's everywhere though it's a rock fact um i know he's a very uh hot commodity tyler why do you sound weird what do you mean why do i sound weird <laughs> you sound like you're on the other end of a telephone right now uh well that's neither here or there yeah that's <laughs> right i'm sick as a dog <laughs> and so I'm I'm uh, I'm recording here in my uh, my own studio that I call home. Is it? Uh, are you in your? Is it in that that uh, little garage attached to garage to your house? Yeah, that's right. Oh, cool, interesting. <clears throat> that's right. Maybe you should move yeah, in I the got, house. Maybe you'd have better. better and, uh, maybe you won't be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you maybe so. Maybe a, I've been spending too much time catching a, in, a uh, cold draft in that. Uh, like above ground basement. <laughs> anyway, this is Gavin Chatter. Yeah. So let's get into. Find some charity, you lad. Now's the time for Gavin Chatter. Tyler, what do you have to gab about? All right. So uh, I, I've been uh, watching the news lines uh, recently and. Uh, my first story is is that The Rock, he is saying he's not playing Santa in Red One, and I had to look it up too because I wasn't familiar with this movie. Red, uh, Red One? One, Red One, yeah, it's like Christmas version of yeah. Rogue One. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it could be that. Um, Red so One, the, standing the, by. Yeah, so Hiram uh, Garcia. Uh, I was telling uh, Ben Pearson, by the way, I don't know any of these people. I'm just reading the (laughs) article. Uh, He's quoted as saying, it's funny. He's not playing Santa. For some reason, everyone thinks he's playing Santa. He's not playing Santa, but he's playing something really awesome. We're really excited about it. It's the movie we're looking to film next year. We're thrilled to have uh, Jake Kazdan to direct it because he is such a master in that space and the tone we're wanting to do. It is very much... Hobbs and Shaw meets Guardians of the Galaxy meets oh Miracle on 34th Street, which I don't I don't know uh, what you I can don't take what from that. That means Hobbs and Shaw. That was that um, Jason Statham, The Rock spinoff from yes. Fast and Furious. I thought that was the um, the Tiger and the Kid. Oh, Calvin and Hobbs and Shaw comic. <laughs> that wasn't the that wasn't the live action yeah. adaptation of. <laughs> it was that that grew Look. up. <laughs> Look at him. Uh, he's doing some writing. Um, <laughs> Tyler, anyways, why are you uh, reading news stories about people you don't even, you never heard of before? Or in movies you've never well, even I, heard of before. Well, because, I, I don't know. I, I think it was interesting <laughs> to think that, like, for one, imagining The Rock playing <laughs> playing a, a Santa is, is hilarious. He's not, he's not playing Santa. Well, I know he isn't, but, like, the idea... <laughs> he's playing something of, awesome. Like, they've... I, They've they they've uh, already planted the idea in my head that he's gonna like he could have potentially played Santa. Uh, 
Do you think he so, wanted yeah, to play uh, Santa? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know. So this movie, Red One, then. it sounds like a, almost like, like this action. It sounds like an action movie, like an action Christmas yeah. movie. Is so there any it, other it, names the, attached to it that we would know to like get a feel for the tone besides Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street meets um, Heat? <laughs> uh, I well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, all I know is. Uh, they're quoted as saying it's going to take holiday mythology and turn it on its head. Mm. Just like what, holiday mythology. Like what? They already okay. did that with um, what's the rare exports. That, well, I don't know about, I don't know what that movie is, but I'll take <laughs> your word for it. But uh, I, I was thinking about it too. And I was like, is this just going to be, what's that Arnold Schwarzenegger flick, uh, that Christmas time one? Jingle All the Way. Like, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way, yeah. I think it's just going to be like a more uh, polished Jingle All the Way. I think that's what's going to happen. Who's uh, who's your guys' favorite uh, depiction of Santa Claus? Oh, uh, Tim Allen for sure. Mm. Mm. Depiction of Santa Claus. Um it's got to be Tim Allen. He looked. He looks so realistic <laughs> as Santa it's not, in that as, movie. Well, I don't think Joseph likes the Santa Claus the movie. I like it up to a point. It's like it, like that, like being Santa is like getting a virus. Like what, I like, what's I like not when to he's, like about that. I like, like that concept, awesome. Yeah. I like when he's Tim <laughs> Allen and not Santa Claus. Once he becomes full on Santa Claus. Yeah. You don't like it? I guess oh, so. Okay. I, I it loses the comedy part of it for me. Like it loses the fun for me. In that movie, mm. I can't think of a, I can't think of other my fa- Santa portrayals. My favorite is Jim Carrey as the Grinch as Santa Claus. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, well, that's sort of a, <laughs> sort of counts. Oh, I guess. that's great. That's a, well, yeah. I I love I love the Santa Claus. I think it's a I, I think it's an unintentional, uh, childhood horror movie. <laughs> like this is what happens when you kill Santa Claus. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to not watch uh, Santa Claus being played by The Rock. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be strange. Um, yeah, yeah, a buff Santa Claus. You know what? The new story should be said should be uh, um, Sir Ian McKellen not playing Santa Claus. Ah oh, man, does Ed Asner yeah. play the Santa Claus and Elf? Ed, he, yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, Ed Asner, <laughs> not, Will Ferrell not playing the Santa, uh, Santa Claus in Red One. There's all kinds oh, of people uh, not playing the Santa Claus in Red One. It's up in the air. Who's going to be playing? Daniel Craig, not playing Santa Claus. Barack Obama, not playing Santa Claus in Red One. (laughs) Barack Obama, okay. Dame Judi Dench, not playing Santa Claus. I didn't realize he was pursuing an acting career. (laughs) Joseph, what's your favorite portrayal of Santa Claus? Well, uh, the only one I can think of, it's not from a movie, it's from a show. It's from Portlandia where uh, Fred Armisen plays Santa Claus and he is like talking to his elves about toy production and how they're not doing a very good job. Oh. And... Also, he's complaining about he's like he's like uh, he's like they're still using that that image of me where I look like this, and he makes like the like the Coca Cola. Oh, he's like, where did they get that? I don't look like that. <laughs> they think I just like 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 I'm walking around, I'm like flying around in all these houses. You know, I'm not I'm not this big guy. I go down the chimney. <laughs> Fred Armisen, I don't know what about his his humor lands on me every time. <laughs> so good. But yeah, that's the only portrayal of Santa Claus that I can think of liking at the mm, moment interesting that stands out to me all right tyler what else you got uh so i read an article here that will smith got upset after i am legend 
made box box office history and he said quote sickness of material success and it's it's just so interesting because like how can you be upset about like uh, making a uh, making a uh, record uh-huh. he made 77 million uh, for one it wasn't a uh, holiday movie it was a non christmas release yeah why was he so upset uh, because of the subtle sickness of material success. I'm just like, the subtle on, sickness Smith. of what? material success. What is it? Yes. The, the subtle sickness of material success. What does that mean? Yeah. Like he so doesn't want to turn said, into Bezos, basically. Bezos probably so at one point was a normal guy. Now he's an evil, he's grew from his despicable me. He's grew into grew. Yeah. From despicable me. And Will Smith is, uh, <laughs> of all people, to uh, even come out with that statement. Like he should, he should uh, be ashamed. I'm, ju- uh, I'm confused. He's a, I'm just because conf- he's associated with the uh, uh, Scientology. Is he? Don't you know? Yes. No. He did. Yes, he is. You can't just yes, make these claims. You can't just make these claims. I'm not making it up. Look it up. All right, uh, Scientology lawyers. Uh, t- Tyler Noe, spelled K N O W Y. <laughs> that's how you're gonna find him. That's right. And his birth certificate. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, he said, "I'm excited for 30 he seconds." Said, I'm a and then my mind. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm excited for 30 seconds, and then I realize I'm a Scientologist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a great quote. <laughs> and then he says, "And then my mind drifts, and I say to Jay, which was the producer of I Am Legend, he says, "Hey, why do you think uh, we missed 80? Like referring to 80 million instead of 77 million?" I'm d- and he and he's like, what? I, I I and I said, no, it was seventy-seven. Do you think if we would have adjusted the ending? Because I wanted the ending to feel more like Gladiator. He's like, it's the biggest opening in history ever. What are you, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm like Jay. I get that. I'm just asking, why do you think we missed the eighty? So like this whole title is kind of like a weird sort of thing because you get the with the title you get under the impression that like oh like i'm sick of you know uh, being like a big hollywood star and then he's just like why didn't we get 80 million dollars uh, for this he uh, felt he can he feels his mind being poisoned already by the greed <laughs> it's just so ridiculous it's like this kind of this like whole a, this whole story kind of surprises me but then again after like seeing the um stream of thought stream of consciousness that is uh jalen uh, Smith's Jaden Smith Jaden Smith's uh, Twitter feed it makes sense it makes it so makes much sense. sense now yeah he came from that now I can understand why he's he's the way he is because he's a strange guy I, I saw a tweet from Jalen Jaden Smith that said something like if I wasn't Will Smith's son I would be considered the greatest philosopher our generations ever met <laughs> the greatest philosopher and of all humble time. too oh wow <laughs> That's a that's a big. Uh, that's, if only I wasn't a, a rich shoes kid. to fill, Jaden. <laughs> All right, who's who's your um, who's your guys' favorite strange child of a celebrity? Mine's Chet Hanks. Str- oh yeah, Chet Hanks, strange oh. child of a celebrity. Uh, oh, well, the fact good... that Colin Hanks and Chet Hanks are siblings, I know, is strange to me. I know that's yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I wonder th- how that dynamic worked. Uh, Colin it the, Hanks. It was the male Chet Hanks. Um, it's not strange. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that the that Arnold Schwarzenegger's, uh, I guess, legitimate son, with his uh, housekeeper, uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, pa- Patrick. Yeah. And then he no 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 his like oh with Amiria Schreiber. Yeah, his legitimate son. Not and his then, ill. Yeah, yeah, not his oh, illegitimate oh, I'm sorry, son. I'm and then and then uh, 
the, I guess, illegitimate. I feel like that's offensive for some reason. Yeah. It's like calling someone a bastard. It's like his other son that he had out of an, uh, he got out of an affair. Yeah. Um, how his, that son looks almost identical to him <laughs> with that, with the affair that he had. Yeah. And then his, like, I guess his son that he had in marriage or with, who, with the Marie, person he was with. Maria Schreiber. As doesn't really that is, look like it's that is strange. It, like he's like a spitting image of when Arnold Schwarzenegger was like young. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think I think my my favorite besides <laughs> Chet Hanks is uh, Nicholas Cage's son. Also strange. Oh yes, maybe yeah, Grimes is Grimes. Elon Musk and Grimes kid <laughs> hyphen apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. The back yeah, of the, I, the back I, of the router, the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, yeah. What's your password? I, your, can you your imagine? Can you, it's uh, Elon Musk's son. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine how that conversation uh, like went about? Oh, I'm pregnant. Uh, let's think of a name. And Elon Musk, you know, he's like setting up his internet or something like that. And he's just like, uh, "How about this?" <laughs> this looks good. He just holds holds the holds the wife hotspot up. She like she she just like had like some like cathartic experience and she was just like oh my god this is the future. Well, bless bless Will Smith and his uh curse of fortune. Yeah. What else? Do you yeah. have anything else? Uh, uh, and also, uh, I, I think I've talked about this before on this uh, show, but uh, Dave Chappelle says he loves being canceled mm-hmm. and feels like. And he says he feels like it's like when he quit the Chappelle show. And I just, I don't, I I think this is kind of a perfect segue in from Will Smith's story because I think his massive fortune has poisoned the mind of Dave Chappelle. Like, mm. I don't, I don't know. Like, you guys, have you guys watched his show before? Like on the, the Chappelle one that show? Was on comedy, yeah, many, on Comedy many, Central. Many times, many times. I've seen like a few episodes. It's pretty good. It, it, it's a it's a good uh, show, and it, it kind of addresses like you know some of the more nuanced like racial problems we have here in the good U.S. of A. But I watched one of his comedy specials when he uh, quote unquote came back from retirement, yeah. and it just it just screamed ignorance, and everyone was like trying to justify it and say like oh he tells it like it is and stuff like that and i'm just like i don't i don't think so at all i think he's just out of touch with uh our current uh reality right now and Mm -hmm. so for his last special the closure he said some disparaging comments about uh about uh trans people and it was just it was a mess and there was like a whole walkout uh of trans employees in netflix yeah uh, the netflix uh office and there was a huge protest about it mm-hmm. and i guess Chappelle takes it in stride he doesn't give a good goddamn about any of the people that he pissed off and he sa- he's quoted as saying man i love being canceled it is a huge relief it's like getting capone on tax evasion i'm just like what like what, what? <laughs> like you 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 can't have like any sort of like sympathy to like the the feelings that you hurt and you know again like it's fine that like there's offensive comedy out there but like with with this kind of offensiveness it's a little bit different because you're talking to a very uh how do i say it? um 
uh, I, I can't think of the phrase for it. Uh, pick, but pick, pick the next word you say very carefully, Tyler, or you're going to be joining <laughs> Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. Then you'll see a news article, middle class film class Tyler enjoys being canceled. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but anyways, it's just like, have some sympathy, you son of a bitch. Like, like you, you, you have caused such a such an issue for uh, people who have been dealing with like horrifying hate crimes like for uh, decades, and you're just like, ah, I love being canceled. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, you know what, uh, Chappelle, you can, you can. Uh, I know he has a big enough audience to, uh, you know, live comfortably, especially with his. Uh, did you his, listen? Like, did you listen to that? Did you watch that special, Tyler? Um, I watched what was, uh, no, being... you can't, you can't just watch a clip. You have to watch the whole thing if you're going to comment on it. Well, you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe that'll be my homework. You should. For, uh, for I, I watched, just I watched to, it like, and it was not nearly as good as the last special. The last special when he, he, he signed on for Netflix to do three in a row and the first two were really funny. I mean, then of course there's some offensive stuff in there too, but, um, but I, I feel what did, okay. So then since you've seen it, yeah. Could you, would you agree with these? I think that, um, I think that one of the points that he makes in the special is that when you piss off the LGBTQ community, you get more wrath than if you piss off other communities. Like one of the, one of the corollaries, and that's in today's culture, like specifically in like the last, I don't know, five to 10 years, there's a really big, strong LGBT like empowerment movement as there should be, which is great. You know, keep, yeah. get the marginalization out of there. Everybody should be equal and all that stuff. Oh, that's what was the word I was looking for, marginalized. Yeah, but for example, uh, the, the correlation for the people who haven't or choose not to watch the special, one of the things that he touches on specifically is Baby, a rapper of the day, which I've never heard any of his music, mm-hmm. but he killed a person in a Walmart My in God. North Carolina, like murdered a person in cold blood, and... People are, uh, who listen to his music are aware of this, and if you were to hear about that, no one's going to cancel the baby over finding out that he killed somebody, he murdered somebody. But he says, "Is it da baby or a little baby?" No, da baby. Okay, da baby. <laughs> I thought no, because da baby. Well, unless I something I haven't heard of, then it was he was canceled, quote unquote, because of his like homophobic yes. remarks. After he murdered someone, he said some anti-gay things on stage at a Florida, Florida uh, concert in Florida. Wait, and when then, did he murder somebody? Uh, like ten years ago or something like that. Oh, and then and then so now he says the gay anti-gay comments on stage, and it's it sounds like a drunk person rambling off, and mm-hmm. it's like cancel the person. That's fine. I don't <laughs> care. Who cares? You know? Yeah, the guy's an asshole, but be even handed about it is kind of one of the things that Chappelle was talking about. It's like you can murder somebody and not be canceled. But if you say something bad about the LGBT community, then you're canceled. And it's, is that right or wrong? I don't fucking know who really cares. Just don't do it. Don't be an asshole. Don't murder people. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, True. it's, that was one of the comments about it. And, um, I mean, it gets all way, way deeper than that. And some of the stuff is not even funny. It's just more social commentary stuff, but it is said from the Mm. perspective of a very powerful rich person. So there is inherently some ignorance built into that conversation and you want to be called on it, be called on it. And he doesn't give a fuck. Like to be honest, he has enough money to where he could literally just fuck off and never talk to anybody again and never make another dollar for the rest of his life. And he's still going to live very comfortably. Yeah at, the, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like my my dad used to say something to me. Why why does a why does a, a richest man in the world wear a black suit with white socks? Because he can. 
It's like oh, he does go. Yeah. Who gives a fuck what he, you you think about him? He has more money than God. He could do anything he wants, and it's like he doesn't have to worry about getting fired from his job because he's got more money than he'll ever be able to spend his whole life. Jeff Bezos can be a literal supervillain, and he will die literally richer than anyone will ever meet in person. You know, like I just I guess all I, I am saying with even mentioning this story is I just wish that he would have had a little bit more of a sympathetic tone to his voice. Like, but does it surprise he you? He's been an asshole his entire career. That's what he's built his trade on. Yeah, yeah. He, I he guess points you're right out that he points out the. And again, I'm not defending the guy by any means, but it's like I'm no, not surprised. No, no. I'm not surprised at all that he said the things that he said, and I'm also not surprised that he's like, "Cool, I'm glad I'm canceled." Like <laughs> Joe Rogan's telling people that, you know, he's like, "Oh, so what? I I take uh, ivermectin and uh, you know smoke DMT and eat elk meat all day. You know, that's my <laughs> shtick. That's what I do." <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what a yeah. life, smoking DMT and eating elk meat all day. I guess it's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. That but I just... That, yeah, the, I that just, the genuineness of people is lost. Yeah, when... Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that probably for me, the biggest, like, the biggest negative, like, takeaway from it is that if you think of it from the from the point of view of someone, a marginal, person living in a marginalized life in the LGBTQ community, they're there's a lot of people who are trying to be more positive and aware of that, you know, that their actions have effect on someone who has that lifestyle. And when someone that people look up to like Dave Chappelle, a lot of people look up to him and like, that guy's so funny and he's so cool and he's blah, blah, blah. You know, a lot of people do think that says things like that. Then you're, they're more likely those, those normal people, the non-famous people are more likely to, not take it as seriously, I guess. I think that's the concern and minimize like the plight of that community, that marginalized community. So yeah. I, sure. I think, I think Chappelle's point of it though is like, I'm black. I've been marginalized my whole life. And people say he's punching d- down on people when he thinks he's punching up. Well, now once you're one of the most richest entertainers in the world, you're almost by definition punching down all the time. So yeah, it's, it's, I think di- it's, it's yeah. different now than it was for him 10 years ago. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just weird because like, if you take what he said if in on that show and somebody just said it somewhere else, mm-hmm. like, it would be taken a lot differently and probably worse depending on the people you're talking to. So it's like this weird sort of double standard that, mm-hmm. well, because he said it, it's fine, but because if this guy, regular at, guy at work says it, then it's a problem. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. this isn't a social commentary <laughs> podcast. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Um, yeah, no, no problem. I, I just last... want to say, I just wanted to point out is the only reason why I brought it up was because I just, I wanted, I was hoping that he would take a more sympathetic tone on realizing like what he has, you know, done, you know, like he had, he, he his <laughs> words created a whole protest and I just wish he would have been like, you know what? I, like taking a step back and just like, I am so sorry, but no, I guess not. I guess not. He's taking the Trump route. This is an open invitation for Dave Chappelle to come on the middle class film class podcast and talk about this, a uh, very uh, specific moment on his special. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm in talks with his people right now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, is that it, Tyler? Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's P it. what do you have? <laughs> okay. I'll make, I'll make it quick. Um, 
the uh, there's a an upcoming Disney live action Snow White movie that's been. Um, Isn't an, there two an, of them already? I'm not I was sure. Say, I thought Snow White, did Snow White that. and the Huntsman, and then there's Mirror Mirror. Um, I don't yeah, know Kirsten if those. Bo- they don't think they are Disney movies, but they are Snow White. Movies. Yeah, they they use the. Uh, the, the, fo- the ancient, yeah, the, the ancient, but like the folklore, the ancient lore of Snow White. <laughs> yeah, now these are these are uh, basically following in the footsteps of the Aladdin live action movie, The Lion King, The Jungle Book. Uh, oh, I see. Mixed success. I liked The Jungle Book. That was actually really good. That was Favreau. John Favreau did that one. But anyways, the Disney authorized live action Snow White movie has cast Gal Gadot as the evil queen, um, which is. Interesting because she's gorgeous, and by all accounts, I haven't seen anything that she's been in that I think she's like a great actress. But she's like <laughs> super, super popular, and she's gorgeous, and she killed, she smoked a fool in the Israeli army, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is if she that actually right? Killed, I don't know if she actually killed anyone, but she was in the Israeli uh, military. Well, just because they have she, to be. Yeah, they all. Do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, it, it's kind of funny because I feel like. I get a. I feel a little bit saddened when I see um, voice actors, like really high-profile voice actor gigs, be taken up by people like, like Chris Rock. I mean, Chris Rock's a bad example because he has a very specific voice, and like Eddie yeah. Murphy's got a very specific voice. But like, which I'll get to in a second. Chris Pratt is, is like, he just has a normal guy voice. He doesn't have any like one like specific thing that I feel like stand, I mean, stands out. Other than Lego Movie. Yeah, Lego Movie is fine, but you could have put a hundred other people in there, and it's like there's voice actors that are struggling for work, mm. and then there's live action, and the live actors are also now also taking the voice actors' work on top of it. Yeah, it's like it doesn't like it's not like a, I'm going to march in the streets over it, but I think it's kind of strange that, and then so like the time for voice actors to start doing non-voice acting, time to do real fuck yeah, fucking let's, let's get Billy West in camera, let's acting. get Billy yeah Billy West in front of the camera, let's do it, let's get Tom Kenny. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Patrick uh, Star. <laughs> oh, uh, what's his name? Although I think he's been in some movies. Yeah, he, well, he he played a Domer in uh, Coach. He was also the mummy in Disney's Under Wraps. Yeah, <laughs> famously, but yeah, famously. I, mean, I know a lot of people are, um, you know, kind of upset. They're like, man, there's so many better actresses that could be taking or actors that could be taking the place of the evil evil queen. I want to see some H. John Benjamin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some live action. Oh, man. He had a sketch comedy show for a while. John John Benjamin has a van. Yeah. That was pretty that good. That was pretty good. Um, but uh, but at the same time, though, I'm also like, it's a Disney live action movie. Does it acting have to be amazing? Probably not. No. You need a pretty face to look cool with that black cow and the purple. purple Who's going to uh, play Snow White? Shape. I don't know. Has not, not been announced. Who should we play? Who should play Snow White? Billy West? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Who voices Bart Simpson? Um, oh, it's um, Nancy Cartwright. Oh yeah. <laughs> or Yeardley Smith, who voices Lisa. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. In in um, in, uh, in fitting <laughs> fitting voice actor news, the Mario movie, which is voiced by goddamn Crisp Rat, uh, is uh, already has a sequel announced, and it's the Donkey Kong movie. Oh. The yeah, movie hasn't um, even came out yet. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, do you guys want to take really, a guess? You guys really want to take a guess? Do you guys want to take a guess who's voicing Donkey Kong? Seth Rogen. Tyler. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I couldn't it even say. I didn't. It is, he doesn't. It is Seth Rogen. <laughs> it's it's it is, Seth Rogen. They it's got, Seth Rogen. They got if, Seth Rogen. If they casted, um, did he come? Uh, a like a person of color, like a black person, like a black actor. I felt. I feel like it would have been maybe a little racist. <laughs> there would, would be really, riots. Though? Would yeah. it really? Would it really? Yeah, I mean, because Donkey Kong in itself, if you like look at the game, it's a little racist. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a little. If bit. you look at Diddy Kong and like what he's wearing and like they do like in the games, they do like raps and stuff. Oh, I never yeah, thought of it that way. Right. Yeah. I always thought it was yeah. just like. Ki- well, it was made in the it was made stuff. in the eighties, nineties. So you who, uh, who you think? Yeah, eighties. Who, who would be your dream um, black Donkey Kong? Jimon Hunsu. I love that guy. Oh, from Bernie. Gladiator and yeah. um, and Blood Diamond. I don't know. Bernie Mac. <laughs> Bernie, Bernie Mac. He did Ma- he die? Yeah, he died. Yeah, rest he's, in, rest he's in unfortunately peace. not with us. But uh, Mar- uh, uh, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Yeah, I don't know. I I, mean, I feel like Seth Rogen's actually I could I dig it because he's got that like crazy voice. And he's got I, that I feel laugh too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we get? Can, but can we get? Uh, can we get Kevin Hart to play Diddy Kong though? Oh, I would. I, He's got I, that I, high energy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just uh, don't know. I well, I guess we just have to Donkey see when Kong the movie, movie comes out, like how they're gonna. I don't want a Donkey great. Kong movie. I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> Is I, it gonna be the I, like the? Because the when Mario was introduced, it was like it was uh, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong was the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't even Mario. He was just some. It was. Yeah, he was just a character. Nameless. That he Main character and you, it's the fucking barrels. Yeah, that you throw them down, and then they made Mario. Cla- they realized the su- they realized the success of Sonic, and they're just like, "What Sonic? No, he's not even the most iconic uh, video game character. Let's uh, let's get Mario in there now." You know, what, Tyler, you may be onto something. When the Sonic movie blew up as it did, yeah, they're they're gonna release a CGI a horrific CGI rendering of Donkey Kong, and the the fans are gonna go <laughs> wild, and they're gonna revamp it to something oh better. Oh my god. At great expense. So, anyways, that's that's all I have. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want it. I don't want it to exist. I'd rather just play the video game. Well, speaking of uh, don't you things you don't want, don't you dare, don't you do it. You can't keep getting away with it. Chris Pratt <laughs> hates Mondays. Chris it, Pratt. He's playing uh, Garfield. Oh, oh you got to be goddamn kidding me. Garfield. You got to be goddamn kidding me. <laughs> We're living in an alternate reality right now. You can't keep getting away with it. There's only one. There's only one. You can't keep getting away with it. There's only one true Garfield voice, and it's Bill Murray. Yeah. Why exactly? Why does he keep getting work? What voice work? It's it's. I know. And he's kind of digging himself into bigger, deeper, and deeper holes yeah. of late. Anyway, because Republican Chris, he uh, there's now there's this Republican new thing. Chris. He's a uh, um. He's uh recently like posted on Instagram or something about like how healthy their his their daughter or baby is with his uh Schwarzenegger's daughter. Oh. Um and like <laughs> while his daughter or one of his kids with Anna Ferris was like was like a premature baby hmm. and like had like a lot of problems. And so like he it's almost like he's being like like he's like dismissed. Like Oh, like he's pushing it, that daughter away. Yeah, almost. Who 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 is his second daughter with? Uh, Schwarzenegger. Uh, what's her name? She's a Schwarzenegger. I don't know her name. He married a Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. 
Yeah. How how far he's come since the the dumpy days of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Well, that was his oh, glory days. Man. Yeah, I, I loved his character in that, but yeah. He was, um, he was almost like a Chris Farley type. But yeah, he's playing Garfield in the new Garfield movie, which I think is a fully animated movie, whereas the Bill Murray one was a live-action animated cat. It was like Alvin and the Chipmunks 2, the squeakquel. It, um, I, I, it I was think... Oh, Garfield, sorry, Go Garfield 1, well, the Garfield movie with Bill Murray wasn't like the greatest movie. And like Bill Murray, like his voice fitted the best fit the character of Garfield the best. Um, even though in even though in Zombieland uh, when he gets uh, accidentally killed um, and they go, oh, do you have any regrets? And, and he goes, probably Garfield. <laughs> that son of a bitch. It, it, was so, it was so good. I actually, I actually enjoyed that movie. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've seen it like maybe once or twice a long ass time ago. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's probably like wouldn't be good to watch now. Um, but yeah, so Chris Pratt playing Garfield and Mario. Someone should so. someone should tell Chris Pratt to stop uh, eating that lasagna and tell him this is an Why animated. Why can't they get Ryan Reynolds to play Garfield, huh? I know. Oh my god, that would have been so good. No, it would not have been just just as I am, not good. I am very okay with Ben Schwartz playing Sonic because he's a great comedian. He's ridiculous. He's funny. Also in Parks and Rec. Yeah, but John Raphael. John Raphael, yeah. It's oh, the worst. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. I love John Ralphio. Who's that? You guys ever... who's, that who's that one guy who plays in? Uh, uh, it's it's Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. No, oh. yeah, that's a that's yeah, Jason Schwartzman. He's in all the Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and would, he plays he like do... Gideon in uh, Scott Pilgrim. He would do a really good. Uh, I I don't remember what Garfield's owner's name is, but John? I think he would. Oh, John, John. That's right. That's right. I think he would. No, do they a need. Good John. They need Scott Summers from What Would You Do to play John. Oh, he looks exactly <laughs> like him. It's so true, though. <laughs> oh my god. What would you do? The John Quinones show. What would you do? No, 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 no. I'm John Quinones. <laughs> no, he also did a. Uh, Sweet treats he, on that sh that show. He was a double dare. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that guy. Okay. For the um, host of Supermarket Sweep. Oh, yeah. On Supermarket Sweep. Anyway, <laughs> um, my next story, uh, the new Batman movie. Um, so uh, uh, apparently uh, the character, the portrayal of this Batman is a disillusion, disillusioned, desperate vigilante awakened by the realization that the anger consuming him makes him no better than the ruthless the ruthless serial killer Heath hunting <laughs> what movie so, is this the batman oh this is the patman yeah oh sweet all right so yeah. it's gonna be kind so of like gonna, a character driven movie now yeah he's gonna be a fucking uh like a psychopath I don't, give a I don't give a shit batman he's got like he actually is gonna fucking murder some people as opposed to like those people definitely died in that car crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You tell me that the, the driver of that garbage truck in Dark Knight didn't fucking I know. get squashed in the in the, in the, the freeway. Thing with Bat that's what the thing with Batman is like. Yeah, he doesn't kill, but like, I mean, what what care? Uh, what criminals he are? everybody. <laughs> yeah, like what criminal can go after a normal life? Uh, being attacked by a, a giant muscular man dressed up as a bat and yeah. uh paralyzed i mean that's i mean that's fine but superman like destroys entire cities yeah 
Oh yeah, that's true too. Hold oh, on, let me is... swing this. Let me swing this tank into this guy. I'm trying to save you. Into Michael Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. So it's gonna be a. So Batman's gonna be a more uh, uh, character-driven movie rather than like uh, like like the Dark Knight or hopefully uh, Zack Snyder. Hopefully, Snyder's. it's more of a, a noir detective sort of movie than it is like a. I can't wait. Like an action I movie. can't wait. I if it's can't. not in black and white, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna see it. Yeah, they don't come out with a, a black and white version <laughs> after the theatrical release. Like uh, I want the sepia cut, Logan Noir. Yeah, <laughs> the sepia cut. Yeah, we want oh, sepia. Awesome, awesome. I love it. Um, I love my last it. story here, um, also involving uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, he has pledged to stop using guns on film sets following the whole Rust situation. Oh, and oh God. very okay. brave. He's going to stop. He's going to switch over to uh, rubber guns. <laughs> what? And take take care of everything in post. Okay. 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 Yeah. I I I have a problem with this. This was one <laughs> incident out of many incidents that has happened in the past, and this is the one that, that he decides. <laughs> oh, I can't do it anymore. Like, th- first well, of all, not many. Been, not this, there's not many instances where this happens. Not, the only other instance I can think of is the crow. Yeah, it's like once a decade. Well, in back in I think it was 1986. Uh, there was a guy, I can't ah, oh, man. I 1986, just point. last year. <laughs> um, there was a guy who put a, uh, a gun to his head that had, like, dummy rounds or blank rounds or something, and he shot it, and he killed himself. Uh, there was that. Another, on, a, on another movie that isn't The Crow? No, that wasn't on a movie. That yeah. just happened. That, was, that happened at a <laughs> flea market in Tulsa. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. That was my last Saturday morning. Um, take that an- take that NRA badge off, okay, Tyler? <laughs> oh, how dare you? That's okay, not true I'm, at all. I'm a little in Tyler's camp because only for this reason. It's been like ten years since someone was accidentally slain on set with the and with a, a movie prop gun, and there's there's like all these petitions for sweeping gun reform, and school children are killed by the dozens every couple of years and there's no fucking gun reform. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, I'm not a, like an anti-gun that, person. That's I, a legal thing though. I, not I, a movie set thing. Sure. But there's people pushing for like legal, like boundaries within the confines of movie sets too, after this one killing, which is like, if, if, if that's the right thing to do, that's fine. Do it. But comparing those scenarios to this scenario, it's a thousand times more tragic for thir- you know, 27 school children to be slain over the course of two years over, you know, because of what, whatever, whatever the fuck the reason is. I'd like to point not, out. I don't think you. anybody's comparing those things though. I am. I just did. Well, I, that's, I, that's your problem. <laughs> I'd like to point out too, uh, when I mentioned this, uh, news story, uh, about the rust situation, that was a very poorly managed production set too. And that's not indicative of any of the armors that are in the industry. And I'm Except not saying, one. I'm not saying that one the, armor that was in the industry, but I don't, I'm not saying that you, I mean, I, I was going to pull up a new story because she, uh, her lawyer told her side of the story, um, for her. Uh, but I wasn't, I didn't want to beat a dead horse. Uh, <laughs> I like to, but, I'd like to hear that. Maybe you could talk about that next week because we, yeah. we're running pretty, we're running pretty long right now, but. Oh, are we really? I mean, this doesn't do, I mean, I don't think he's doing anything wrong. I think he's like, no. I mean, he's just making sure. And he he has power. Why why like why even chance the 
like let's remove the a chance of it happening altogether. Sure. I, I don't I don't understand why there's the And even, if you can do it in post, like and it'd be just as good. The the only scenario where you would actually need to have a quote unquote functional gun in on production would be the exact shot that was done in Rust, which was looking down the barrel of a revolver with the camera shooting down the pipe. Right. And you need to be able to see the round in there or else it looks fake. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you could just have a, a fucking like a, a rod in the in the actual barrel, to, in, in visible, showing that there's nothing in there, or mm-hmm. showing that there's something in there that's like in, incapable of firing. So I'm I'm with Rock. I'm cool with it <laughs> until right. appropriate fucking regulations. I don't even know what they would have to do yeah. to do this because they have regulations already, and it still happened. Yeah, well, people, you know, the r- rules are there, but they're going to be broken. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, it was just a poorly managed set, so, yeah, you know. Anyway. Yeah. That's it for Gavin Shatter. Well, that's it for news. Yeah. Anyway, time for stream picks. Movies. Currently streaming live on the internet. Streaming in. I want my picks back. Streaming. Streaming into it. All right, I don't know who has the fucking pick. Streaming. That story is streaming elsewhere. You found the pick. Tyler, what right. do you have to stream pick? I got a, I got a couple of movies, uh, just two for uh, this week. Um, so as everyone knows, uh, last weekend was Halloween, so I decided I wanted, I wanted to get into the mood of Halloween. So I mm-hmm. uh, fired up the old uh, Fire Stick and got Hocus 1993's Hocus Pocus. Uh, mm. Wait, this is a children's movie, by the way. I, I, I understand that. I was gonna say like. <laughs> <laughs> for uh people who are uh, questioning wait tyler i thought you didn't like children's movie wrong i don't i i do like children's movies uh but uh you know i don't like most children movies uh but this one i i have a very soft soft spot for uh, uh myself and this is uh directed by uh kenny ortega and starring uh, uh my bet midler and sarah jessica Parker and Kathy Najimi? I, I'm not sure how to do Sarah it. Sarah Jessica's N- Parker. Najimi. Najimi. Okay. Um, I think everyone knows what uh, Hocus Pocus is about. Is It's about three witches who essentially uh, get casted out of uh, their own society and then they get reawakened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They get reawakened into uh, the modern, modern day 90s society. And they're trying to, <laughs> they're, 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 oh man, what was it? They're trying to get children. They're trying to sacrifice a virgin. Oh, that's right. Not just right. children. They're trying to sacrifice, which is very inappropriate for a child's movie. Be constantly ta- asking if you're a virgin. I know. And also yeah. disrespectful. I thought, <laughs> yeah, the disrespect coming from Bette Midler's mouth. Are you a virgin? Sarah <laughs> um, Jessica was... Parker's, uh, breasts on full show sarah's jessica oh, parker yes. yeah oh yeah and she, she she's a fox in that movie too well, uh what do you mean well what, what does that mean she is a young is a, a young budding tyler sprouting his first pube was like awakened <laughs> that day i love horses <laughs> <laughs> just the right height no bucket required that's right that's right 
Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> it. I mean, it, it's a really, it's a really easy watch, and it just it it hits all the points of getting into like the Halloween mood. Like you're eating your candy, you have your Halloween lights up. It's great. It's great. And uh, this is streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, so anyone out there who has a Disney Plus subscription, it's very easily accessible. Uh, I kind of found out like Disney Plus doesn't really take things off of their streaming service. Like they'll add things and they, and they just leave it there. And I think that's a really awesome thing. That's well, that's their whole thing. You can get like every Disney movie ever because they own yeah. it forever. Yeah, they basically. don't have a contract with another person. They own the content. Yeah, and so I mean, like uh, when Disney Plus first came out, I was a little bit on the fence, but now having it and with the Fox merger too, like oh my god, like I can watch every Simpsons episode watch all of these old disney movies it's great it's great stuff uh my second streaming pick is streaming on amazon prime i revisited 2012's prometheus directed by the famous ridley scott hey uh, i just watched this too yeah 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 actually uh you inspired me to watch it because uh, i i don't want to pull the curtain back a little bit but uh pete called me uh one night and uh, we talked about we kibitzed about the uh prometheus movie and i was like you know what i think i'm gonna watch it and so uh i watched it and i stand by it being a good movie Uh, a lot of people would disagree with me because of course this is relating to the famous alien universe but it kind of i don't know it, it got a little bit of a bad taste in a lot of alien fans is uh alien fans is i don't know i don't know how you would say that yeah. <laughs> um mouths and uh because they thought that the scientists and stuff were too stupid but you have to watch the director's cut to understand the context of like why they're so stupid which is kind of it's kind of shitty that you can't just watch the theatrical version and appreciate it. Like you have to like watch the director's cut to understand all of the nuances Ridley Scott was trying to portray in this movie. But regardless, Michael Fassbender, God damn is so good. Even like the best part of that movie. And I mean, I, I don't like alien covenant. I think that movie kind of like was a step down from Prometheus, but he's the best part in Alien Covenant. He's just such a good actor. Uh, Numi Rapace is in it, and uh, Logan Marshall Green. Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And old guy Pierce. I know. Yeah. That, I mean, that was shocking, <laughs> to say the least. That was, I just think that was a I just shocking... Think all, the, all the actors besides Idris Elba, Michael Fassbender, and maybe Charlize Theron are really bad in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, they're not that bad at all. It's an interesting. No, concept. I'm saying they are bad. No, oh, they all are? the other actors, all the other actors besides Idris Elba, oh, Michael Fassbender, and Charlie Theron, are not good in that movie. Oh well, I'm I'm sad to hear that. Like I enjoyed their performances. I think I would agree with the e- Idris Elba's character. I think that one was a little bit of a little bit of a letdown but everyone else i think no i don't think you understand what i'm saying (laughs) well he's he's uh he's 100 miles away don't you know Uh, what are you what are you talking about you just said i'm saying everyone besides idris elba michael fassbender and charlie Theron were bad oh okay i see what you're saying now okay so you didn't (laughs) like did you notice that uh, benedict wong played the the token asian guy in this (laughs) 
<laughs> it doesn't even look like him in the movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't. He's in it. I didn't know idea. Yeah, was he's that. he's uh, in like when Idris stays back on the ship. He's got his like two like uh, oh, he's got op- like operators. co-pilots or one, one's like a Middle Eastern guy and one's an Asian guy. Oh yeah, that's Benedict Wong is the Asian guy. Oh, he's got like spiked up hair. Yeah, looks like kind of kind of like a young um, like the guy from oh, what's that movie uh, Twenty One. Uh, the, the card poker, counting poker, movie. yeah, the card counting movie. Um, oh yes, yes, yeah. He, yeah, he, he's, he's like the the standard in all the Marvel movies. He's like the right hand man to Doctor Strange. Oh, and right. Also plays um, that's the, right. He is in that the interrogating movie. scientist in um, Annihilation. He's also in Sunshine, another sci-fi. Yeah, he was really good in Annihilation. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I, I revisited <laughs> Prometheus. This is uh, streaming on Amazon Prime. I encourage everyone to check it out while it's still up there. It's uh, it's I think it's just a it it's a good solid sci-fi movie. Even if you have no relationship to the Alien movies, like you it's don't. It's better have, that you don't have any relation to the Alien movies. Yeah, oh, they're stand yeah. they're standalone. I think the the cool thing I like about the Alien series is that every single one has a completely different feel. The original is like a, a brooding, like suspense thriller. The second one's a action, over the top action, uh, sci-fi. Yeah. The third one's more of an artistic something, something. <laughs> <laughs> and Resurrections just Resurrection, like schlocky. Yeah, Resurrections camp, total camp with Ron Perlman in it. Uh, and it's like every every one of them just has a different feel to it. I mean, it, probably Alien Covenant had the closest feeling to like a cross between Alien Three and Alien Resurrection. Not as campy as Resurrection, but not as weird as uh, Number Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still kind of like an action action uh, sci-fi. I would agree with that. Anyways, uh, those are my streaming picks. Already, um, I have a couple anti-streaming picks. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, one of them is a f- the follow-up to kind of a follow-up. It's a prequel to Ar- Army of the Dead, the Zack Snyder zombie movie that oh, came the out Army last of year. Thieves? Army of Thieves. Yes. Uh, it's play. It's a. It's starring the guy that played the locksmith or yeah. like the safe cracker from Army of the Dead. The likable character. Yeah, gr- great character. His name is uh, direct, actor's name is um, Matthias uh, Schweighofer, and he's a. Uh, <laughs> he's German. Uh, yeah, he's German, and he also directed the movie Army of Thieves. Oh, really? Yeah, he stars in it and directs it. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I think that character did did really well in small parts and maybe it was a little too much for his own feature in this one is not is not the greatest movie it's a it's a fun enough popcorn movie this is one that like you would watch with your like mom and dad if they're visiting like it's fun enough and you don't have to pay too it's much appropriate in- yeah oh, okay yeah it's appropriate there's it's um, had a topless zombie in army of the dead so no I, I, this is <laughs> <laughs> this one doesn't even have a uh a, like a mpaa rating it's tvma Oh, is rated TVMA? Just mature. Yeah, and I mean, it's like it's kind of like a like a low rent, um, m- like Mission Impossible type movie. Uh-huh. There was a, a movie I watched a little while ago. I can't even remember the name of it now. That was had a very similar vibe, and they're also trying to crack a safe in Prague, in that one, and it was starring the kid that plays the the little kid in Finding Neverland. I can't, oh. I can't remember his name, but no. he's he's yeah, really specific face. I saw his face. I'm like, where do I know that kid from? Oh, he's an adult now. Yeah, and he plays this like genius safe cracker. It's kind of like safe cracking movies are like their own thing. Is it, it a heist movie? It's a heist movie. It, the, the The plot is that there was a a um, historical 
it's a long a long way to say don't watch this movie but <laughs> it sounds like you're saying you're kind of recommending it i mean it's a, it's a really light recommend i mean it it's not like the greatest movie but it'll fill two hours but it's an anti-streaming pick. okay it's like a middle streaming okay. pick. you didn't um, hate it no i didn't hate it i didn't hate it there is a real i do have a real streaming uh, anti-streaming okay. pick in a second but anyways i'll blow through this Basically, there's a, a, a famous safe maker who makes a series of f- uh, four like uncrackable safes um, to co- correspond with um, Wagner's Ring Cycle, like the famous uh, opera. Mm-hmm. And each one is set to the the acts of the of the opera. <clears throat> and this character, Dieter, Dieter Ludwig Dieter, is his character's name. All he does is practice cracking safes his whole life, and he gets like inducted into this underground safe cracking community out of nowhere. <laughs> Very niche, <laughs> yeah. Community, and, yeah. and they recruit him to like find the three hidden safes that have never been found and crack them all. And then the fourth one is the one in Army of the Dead. Oh, is it? It leads right up to the events of Army of the Dead. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. It is kind of cool in that aspect. I like that part. And they had to have been making this movie while Army of the Dead was being post produced. I remember when Army of the Dead came out. It was not long after that they announced this movie. It, it's what I'm saying. It had to have been because this is a pretty. There's a lot of different sets in this movie too. It uh-huh. takes place in like multiple locations, so they had to have been in production while they were doing like post production of Army of the Dead. Huh. And I think they just really liked his character enough. And they're like, this guy's cool. Let's give him his own thing or whatever. And yeah, well, I was kind of bummed to have his character's conclusion in Army of the Dead. Well, I'll tell you what. You'll be happy in this one because there's no way he's going to die because he has to be in Army of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's streaming on Netflix. Um, watch it or don't watch it. Is it, it. long? It's two, over two hours. Okay. Yeah, it's long. Um, uh, I, uh, the, the other anti-streaming pick is I watched the, uh, the Bobblehead movie on Netflix as a punishment to myself. Uh, long story right. short, listener Bruce, listener to the show. Bruce, I had Bruce, no idea there was even I the bobblehead movie. Didn't either. I had no idea. Where either. was the marketing? <laughs> they realized none. it was such, it was straight to DVD movie. Oh, no. straight, straight to, oh, no. Maybe even straight to, straight to Netflix. Um, is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Oh God. You know, the funny thing is uh, I went, I, I was, I promised myself I was going to watch it because uh, Bruce Perky, of uh, the, uh, what's the where, where's that? I don't have it. Find your film. Movies. That Bruce? Yes. He's, uh, yeah, he's one of the hosts of the Find, Find Your Film podcast. Been on the show too, did tri- trivia with a fellow host, uh, Eric Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, one of his segments on his show is that he does a uh, listener movies and uh, they call, it's called What's in the Box. And uh, one of them was uh, this really terrible movie. Wait, he's ripping off our bits? <laughs> that's right he's ripping off david fincher's bit um but um it, it was the bobbleheads movie was the bad one he was waiting to watch for a long time that his son put in the box and i said when it lands on it i'll watch it and it was god awful it's got uh, jennifer coolidge in it luke wilson and Cher, <laughs> among other what among, a trio among other names was this, like, and it's it was like a mad lib movie like they're just like okay let me i know <laughs> what's it about it's it's basically a rip off of Toy Story. The bobbleheads come to life when the when the uh, owners leave the house, and I don't know. It, it was really bad. How so. about the uh, quality, like the animation? Um, do you remember like in like um, like two? Is th- it Toy Story one quality? It's worse than that. Oh really? By a lot. Yeah, 
it's like 2006 when they had those like straight to DVD like CGI Tinkerbell movies that would come oh. you'd see. It was like that, but less funny. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, don't watch that. Uh, one that I watched that I really did like was Luca. Disney's Luca. Oh, the Disney fi- finally got to that. Is it a Pixar or is it just Disney? I don't know. It's got a little flat. It, it is Pixar. Because Frozen is not. We, we, That's we <laughs> we mentioned it last episode. Yeah, yeah. Frozen and Frozen Two, not Pixar movies. Just Disney or Moana, not Pixar either. Oh, Moana is not. No. Okay. I don't think so. I'm, well, now I'm gonna be a fucked if I am. I'm 99 <laughs> sure Luca is a Pixar movie because I remember the intro seeing the lamp. Yes. Um, but I liked Luca a lot. I didn't think I was gonna like it very much. It was very cute. Kind of. Well, I don't know if it fell under the radar, but I like I didn't hear much about it. Yeah, um, Jack Dylan uh, Glazer uh, from uh, Don't Tell a Soul. The voice is one of the main characters. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, well, that other kid from Good Boys. I can't remember his name either. Again, Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay plays the other one. Really, yeah, really, really fun movie. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. Uh, and then I watched the follow up to um, uh, Magic Mike. Magic Mike XXL. All streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, fucking great, fucking great. Is it not? That's not Soderbergh, right? So funny story about that. Thank you for giving that softball. Steven Soderbergh directed the first one. On the second one, he let his DP direct the, the oh, movie, okay. Magic Mike XXL, and Soderbergh DP'd the movie. Okay, under a pen name, and apparently Soderbergh and his wife will work as basically like director of photography or um, lighting or something like that or script script producer or something like that under separate names so that they don't get any of the money or the credit and let their other like cast members their crew take the full like money from it or whatever okay and it's really interesting and the movie's just as good as the first one really dance dancing's not nearly as quite as good um but it's pretty pretty fucking good okay i mean it didn't lose its uh it lost a little edge because McConaughey is not in it, um, but there is there is a funny line. Gabriel Gabriel Iglesia, the fluffy comedian, fluffy, yeah, yeah, he's in both of them, and uh, Matthew McConaughey is their like hype man. He's their DJ for the dance crew in the first one, and in the second one they're going to compete at this competition in Florida or something like that, and uh, they're like, "Who's going to DJ us?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, um, whatever his name is, uh, Gabriel or whatever." And he says, "Does he uh, go by him?" him his... It's not. It's something like else, another Hispanic name, but I, I can't remember what it is. Oh, okay. And uh, and he goes, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna fill Dallas's shoes." And he goes, "All right, all right, all right." Oh my! God. <laughs> and it just cracked me up. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was uh very it was very good. It has uh, Joe Manganiello, what's his name, Channing Tatum, oh Am- young Amber Heard is in this. Um, playing uh, pre Johnny Depp, pre Johnny Depp, yeah, or maybe like just entry level Johnny Depp. <laughs> um, a- Annie McDowell, Jada Pekin Smith, Michael Strahan, um, playing a stripper. Um, I've seen like parts of this one and yeah. parts of the first one. Oh, also uh, Donald Glover is in. He plays uh, he plays a stripper as well. Oh really? Yeah, he plays like the he cute plays stripper. A stripper. Yeah, a singing cute stripper. Oh okay. Not the beefcake stripper like Manganiello. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, that's uh, streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, if you have a sense of humor or a girlfriend that uh, wants to drool a little bit, watch that. <laughs> Joseph, um, I didn't watch much this week. Slow week. I only have one, and it's an anti-stream pick. Um, that is streaming on Netflix. So, you guys remember the uh, Kingdom show? Yeah, the the, the Korean Korean zombie period, movie period piece. Yeah. Zombie. 
that was pretty good. Like, yeah, like production quality, like acting quality, and like story and everything. Great hats, really cool. A great wardrobe and cinematography and stuff. So this is a. They had two seasons of that, right? And then um, now, and then they came out with a special, which is like a movie length. It's like an hour and a half. Um, and this is called Kingdom Ashen of the North. And um, and it was not very good. Oh, no. No. It had all of the elements of, like, the like production elements that were really good. The wardrobe, mm. the hats were still there. And, like, <laughs> sweet. The cinematography, set design, like, everything was still there. But the story was a little, it's like a revenge story. Uh-huh. And, um, and it's like, uh. It's like, yeah, it's like a girl revenge. Like her family is murdered and she wants revenge. Yeah. Um, and it's also, um, no zombies. What? No what? zombies. The fuck. Yeah. It's interesting. Is it, there, there is mention of the zombies and there, actually, you know what? Now, now I think of it, there the is, whole draw but, there, of the show. but there's less. It just, it, they're less prevalent. It's sort of a spoiler if I mention. Okay. Um, I think this for this for this anti-stream pick. I think it's maybe worth a watch. It's not very long. It's only an hour and a half, so it's not like you're going to commit a whole lot of time to it. Like two hours of Army of Thieves. Yeah. Um, but I think for the conclusion of the movie, it might be worth watching. Like the end of the movie. Okay. Um, but the acting is not super great uh, from the main character because it kind of spans over like uh, maybe like eighteen years or something. Hmm. Her as a little girl, not very great. And then her as an adult, not very great either. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, not really that great of a movie. And uh, What's it called again so I can avoid it? Kingdom, Ashen of the North. You want me to just tell you the spoiler? <clears throat> Listeners, if you're planning on watching this, uh, skip ahead two minutes. Okay. So it's a prequel. Oh, okay. To Kingdom, oh, to, to the Kingdom series and how the, how the flower... Was discovered. Oh, that's cool. And brought into. Well, now I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> because what like draws you, you, you in. You don't see any of the characters from the original series until the end, and you only see one of them. You see the the, the prince. Uh no, crown, crown prince. No, not the prince. I like that guy. Um, it's uh, I think it's like when the king is di- dies because that's the premise of the kingdom yeah right? yeah the, the king is the first and, one and like the by. aid of the king yeah the guy who's like the main i guess head villain the dickhead yeah, yeah. um he uh he, the, there's a, a, a interaction at the end of the movie cool so I sh- i'm sure i'll watch this with brianna yeah you know it might be worth a watch i just didn't like it very much i fell asleep a couple times <laughs> and um that's fair yeah it was all right and that's all i have cool Anything else? No, I think that's it All right. for uh, Gavin Chatter. So then follow us uh, later on in the week when we review... We're going to review Life is Beautiful. Uh, yeah, stay that, tuned. The saddest comedy ever. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> All right, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast, and send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at podcastmcfc. Please follow us at Middle Class Film Class on Instagram and leave us a voicemail, why don't you, at 209-730-6010. All right. See you next time. See ya. See ya.